Straw Hat Book Voyage, a seafaring adventure through One Piece. I'm your Captain Jay. And I'm your Captain Jamie. Welcome to the very first official episode. Uh, We kind of had our introductory fun time last time, but this is the real one. It's real this time. So um, for this show, our format, we're going to be going through the last three volumes and uh, we're going to discuss what our favorite parts and stuff are. Exactly. So just as a reminder, this week we read through, and if you're following along, you read through volumes one through three. Mm. And so Jamie, what did you think? Did you do the reading? Of course I did the reading. <laughs> Good, because then we'd have to throw you out of the book club. So, some in the coffee shop, some in the bathtub, some, you know. Oh, that you know, sounds get, real... get that aquatic feel, get in the water, that, you know. That, oh, ooh, <laughs> very nautical. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I I actually blew through the first three volumes, like, the day after we recorded the Zeroth episode, and then I... Yeah, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. (laughs) And then, and then we were about to, the, our recording day was coming up, and I was like, oh, I have sort of forgotten a lot of stuff. Uh, whoops. (laughs) So I had... Lesson learned. (laughs) So I actually read through all three volumes twice. All right, now, so let's talk about what happened last time. Uh, just a heads up. A lot of stuff happened. It, it's the first three volumes, so a lot of characters get introduced. A lot of important things happen. A lot of important character beats drop. And so uh, this breakdown is probably going to be a little bit more detailed than what we're usually going to do. But I'm going to be focusing mostly on like character stuff. And anyway, I'm going to talk about what happened. That's, what's, that's what I'm about to do. All right. You ready, Jamie? Let's do this. All right. So the first volume starts off and we're introduced to our hero, Monkey D. Luffy, when he's a little boy. And we first find him on a pirate ship talking to a bunch of pirates. And then to prove that he is tough, he stabs himself in the face. That's the introduction to our hero. <laughs> That's our Luffy. What I, what, I, what I like about this is that he doesn't cut himself. He stabs, he stabs himself. himself in and the, the more face. I face. In the face. Anyway. So later that night, all the pirates are celebrating, um, and we're introduced to red-haired Shanks, uh, the captain of the pirate crew, a man that Luffy idolizes, but who doesn't take Luffy very seriously, obviously because he's like six. Luffy begs the pirates to take him on their next voyage. Shanks (laughs) says no because he's a reasonable human being. And then some bandits show up. They come into the bar, they want some booze, and the pirates have drinking it all. And so they want to start a fight. But Shanks basically, he, he sort of just diffuses the situation and the bandits leave. And Luffy is kind of upset about this. He thinks that the pirates should have fought. And Shanks explains that there's not really any sense in senseless violence. After this happens, Luffy gets angry. He tries to leave. Shanks grabs his arm to try to talk to him. And as Luffy's walking away, his arm stretches a, a mile long. And everyone freaks out. It turns out that while all of the hullabaloo with the bandits was going on, Luffy had found a chest, found a fruit inside, and thought that was a good thing to eat. Uh, And it turns out that that is what is called a devil fruit. It was the gum gum fruit specifically, and it turned his body to rubber, and now he can never swim. Some time passes. Um, The pirates have gone to sea. Luffy has kind of gotten used to being a rubber, rubber gentleman. And then the bandits show back up. 
Luffy picks a fight. Uh, the bandits take him hostage. The mayor tries to get him back. Red Hair Shanks shows back up. He tells him to, to drop Luffy. It turns out that Luffy had picked the fight because they were insulting the pirates. The bandit leader gets spooked. He runs after the pirates beat the crap out of all of his bandit boys. And he takes Luffy with him. He rows out to the middle of the sea with Luffy in tow. And then a sea monster comes out of nowhere. He eats the bandit. Shanks shows up to save Luffy just in time. As a result, Shanks loses his arm. And Luffy learns a thing about how dangerous the sea is. He understands better why Shanks, A, tries to avoid violence when he can. And then also uh, why he doesn't want Luffy coming on the voyage. He's just too young. It's too dangerous. Luffy and Shanks have a final farewell. And right before the captain goes, Luffy says that one day he'll be an even greater pirate than Shanks. And he's going to be the king of the pirates one day. He's going to find the One Piece. And so Shanks decides to give him his straw hat and says, if you're going to become a great pirate, then can you please take care of this for me? And that's how Luffy gets his hat. So that was actually basically just the first chapter, but a lot of things happened. So I kind of wanted to go into it a little bit more detail. It's kind of important. Anyway, so from now on, I'm going to be kind of painting with some broader strokes as we kind of just hit the big beats of what happened. So time passes. Luffy's about 16 at this point, and he's shoving off for the first time to actually go chase his dream to become king of the pirates. He gets out to sea, and he immediately gets sucked into a whirlpool. On an island nearby, we're introduced to Alvida and Kobe. Alvida is a pirate captain who is cruel and mean. Kobe is her cowardly cabin boy who gets bullied a lot and is kind of miserable. Luffy befriends Kobe, finds out that Kobe actually has a dream of becoming a naval officer, but he's too scared to actually try and escape Alvida. So Luffy saves Kobe, defeats Alvida, and heads out to find crew members for his pirate crew and then to help Kobe start his dream as a naval officer. This takes them to a naval base on another island where they've heard that the infamous and I'm only going to say this surname once because it's impossible to say, the infamous demon pirate hunter, Roronoa Zoro, thank you everyone, (laughs) thank you, is here. This guy is described as being like terrifying, a violent killer, horrible, and for some reason Luffy decides that this, this guy sounds like a good guy to invite to join his pirate crew? Anyway, we find out that Zoro's actually been arrested by this naval base, Luffy decides to go talk to him, because why not? They talk. He invites him to his pirate crew. The pirate hunter obviously says no, unsurprisingly. Uh, And then we're also introduced to Helmeppo and Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan is a cruel naval captain who rules the island and the base by fear. And Helmeppo is his useless son who uses the fear that his father's name provokes to basically get whatever he wants. Uh, the reason that Zoro was arrested, as we find out, is actually because he pissed off Helmeppo. He didn't actually do anything wrong. When Luffy finds out that Zoro's actually a, a nice guy and he's not evil, he's determined to have him join his pirate crew. So Luffy saves Zoro, they take down Morgan, and we find out that Zoro's actually a very powerful swordsman who uses three swords. One in each hand and one, is, one in his mouth. Because it's one piece. The naval base town is actually pretty happy to have Morgan out of power. They thank Luffy and Kobe and Zoro. Kobe gets to join the Navy. There's a tearful goodbye and Zoro and Luffy leave. Luffy now has 
one crew member, so he's technically a pirate captain. It's very exciting. Um, unfortunately, neither of them know how to sail. As it turns out, uh, Zoro is also kind of an idiot. He has no idea how to navigate the sea. So they kind of end up drifting for a while, and they find themselves without any food or water. Luffy spots a bird. He grabs onto it, thinking that he can just kill it, and then it carries him off. And that brings us into Volume 2. When Luffy finally gets dropped off by the bird, he lands on an island, and we meet Nami, another important character. We find out that the island is been taken over by a, a pirate captain by the name of Buggy the Clown. And Nami is a pirate robber who is there to steal what she can from Buggy and his crew. We find out that Nami is actually a very skilled navigator, so Luffy immediately wants her to join his pirate crew. Unfortunately, Nami hates pirates, so of course she says no. Again, a little bit of a theme coming on here with Luffy trying to hire people who don't like pirates. Luffy explains to her that his hat is his treasure, and then we find out that Buggy has a map of the Grand Line. So in order to get Buggy's treasure, Nami tricks Luffy into being captured. She takes him to Buggy. She pretends to join Buggy's crew. But then when she's ordered by Buggy to kill Luffy, kind of everything uh, goes downhill from there. Thankfully, Zoro shows up just in time to save them both. But we find out that Buggy, this evil clown pirate, also has devil fruit powers. He has the chop chop fruit. He uses it to injure Zoro pretty badly. They manage to escape, but just barely. And that's when we're introduced to Chow Chow. <laughs> Luffy and Zoro find a dog by the name of Chow Chow, who's guarding a pet food store. Uh, they meet the mayor of the town, who explains that the pet food store is Chow Chow's treasure. That's important. Remember that. And then Buggy's first mate, Moji the animal tamer, shows up to fight Luffy. And then Moji destroys the pet food store. Uh, to, to gain retribution, basically, Luffy beats the crap out of Moji and Moji goes kind of scuttling back to Buggy. After Moji destroys the pet shop, the mayor has decided that enough is enough. He's sick of having these pirates rule over his town, so he decides he's going to go fight Buggy. But Luffy and his crew go with him, and Luffy manages to save the mayor. Buggy's second mate, Kabaji, the acrobat, fights Zoro. He's another swordsman. Uh, but instead of fighting fair, he aims for Zoro's injuries. Zoro, to prove that he's super tough and that this nerd is no match for him, Zoro actually cuts his injuries open wider and finishes the fight bleeding half to death. And that takes us into Volume 3. So Luffy and Buggy start fighting as Nami escapes to try and get the treasure and Zoro is passed out from Flood Boss. During the fight, Buggy actually nicks Luffy's hat, which makes him angrier than we have seen him up to this point. And when Luffy explains that his hat is his treasure, Buggy says that Luffy's hat isn't treasure because treasure equals gold and diamonds. See the the theme? The theme? The all Not all that glitters is gold? The, the evil guy thinks it's all gold? He's wrong because treasure can be anything. That's the that's what this whole arc is about. So we get a as a result we get a little bit of backstory on Buggy. We find out that Buggy actually knows Red Haired Shanks. They were apprentice pirates on the same pirate ship when they were children, uh, and he hates Shanks because he believes that Shanks screwed him out of treasure when in fact Shanks saved his life. TLDR: Luffy beats Buggy because of course he does. And after he defeats Buggy, Luffy tries to convince Nami again to join his pirate crew. Nami still doesn't like pirates, but she sees that Luffy is not such a bad guy, so she agrees to temporarily team up. So they get the treasure map of the Grand Line, and then they get run out of town. 
Um, before they leave, the mayor gives them a tearful farewell, and they make their way off the island as now a crew of three. So while these guys are floating along, they stumble upon a small island where they meet a stranded pirate named Gaiman. Diamond? Gaiman. Let's go with Gaiman. Uh, Gaiman is actually a gentleman who is stuck in a treasure chest. He's been stuck on the island because he knows that there's treasure on the island, but because he is stuck in the treasure chest, he can't climb to get it. Anyway, Luffy tries to help him out, but they find out that the treasure that he's been guarding for 20 years all by himself is actually empty. Uh, Luffy likes this guy, so he invites him to join his pirate crew, but Gaiman decides that, no, now that he no longer has to worry about the treasure, he can go back to enjoying his life. He decides to stay on the island, and then Luffy and crew say goodbye, and they leave. Now, Luffy and Luffy, Zoro, and Nami have been floating around for a while in just kind of two little small sailboats, and they realize that they need a ship. They need a pirate ship. They need a real boat. So they decide that the next place they land, that's what they're going to be looking for. They find another island, and we are introduced to Usopp. Usopp is a local troublemaker. He's a liar. He starts every day by running through the village, yelling that pirates are coming, and then yelling, haha, just kidding. He has a uh, pretend pirate crew of three children. And when he meets Luffy and his crew and finds out that they're not actually dangerous, he immediately asks to join Luffy's pirate crew because he dreams of becoming a pirate just like Luffy. And they immediately turn him down because he's kind of useless. Or so it seems. Um, so Luffy asks about finding a ship and we learn about Kaya. Kaya is a very wealthy young lady who lives on the island, but she is very, very sick. And Usopp goes to Kaya's house to cheer her up. Apparently he does this a lot by telling her lies, a thing that he is very good at. Um, he gets into an argument with uh, Kaya's butler named Clahador. And then while this is going on, we find out Usopp is the son of a pirate. Usopp punches the butler and... He runs away, upsetting Kaya and kind of proving to Luffy that he's actually a little bit more than he seems. While this is going on, we're introduced to Django. He's a traveling hypnotist. Don't worry about it. So a little bit later, Luffy catches up with Usopp and Luffy explains that he's actually met Usopp's dad. He was a pirate on Shanks' crew and Usopp's happy to find out that his dad was part of a famous pirate crew. He's not ashamed to be the son of a pirate. He doesn't care what anyone says. While this is going on, Luffy and Usopp actually end up overhearing a plan to kill Kaya between dun dun dun, Clahador the butler and the traveling hypnotist who showed up out of nowhere. Um, we find out that Clahador is actually a famous pirate captain named Captain Kuro. Luffy gets hypnotized. Usopp runs away. Usopp tries to warn the villagers, but they don't believe him because you see, it's uh, his name is Usopp, kind of like Aesop, kind of like the boy who cried wolf. You get it? He's the boy who cried pirate. And it leaves us on that cliffhanger. That's it. <laughs> oh, welcome back, Jamie. Did you enjoy story time? Yeah. In story time with Jay. I want to talk right. about it now. I've been patiently waiting. <laughs> this whole time. So now that we've kind of gone over what happened, let's talk about Luffy and Shanks. Okay, there's a moment in the first chapter that I love where he's when he's trying to convince the pirates to let him come with them on the on his on their voyage. Uh there's a there's a part where he just says, I've been training. My punch is as powerful as a pistol. And I'm just like, oh god, that's such a little kid thing to freaking say. Like <laughs> that's such a Also this kid like stabs himself to prove that he is capable <laughs> to go with these guys. And then like the moment that he's on a ship <laughs> 
<laughs> he gets sucked into a whirlpool. And just sort of like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> we're doing this. this. about right. <laughs> I still, I still, like, it even gives him the, uh, the sound effect chunk when he freaking stabs himself. <laughs> that's God, so that's fucking bad. horrific. That's so, like, that, what a way to start. Like, so in the first, speaking of the first chapter, uh, one of the things that we're introduced to um, is this is this reoccurring theme in a lot of uh, media about piracy, where when the pirates are talking about how great it is to be a pirate, uh, one of the things that they bring up is the idea that piracy equals freedom. Like, that's literally something they say, is that the best thing about being a pirate is that you have freedom. This comes back in a lot, especially as the series goes on. And this is something we kind of talked about on, someone was talking about on Twitter about, like... Oh, uh, yeah, it was EK. Uh, EK was talking EK, about how it's, like... or Luffy is very anti-authoritarian. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Basically. But it's true, is that that's a, that's a reoccurring thing that you see mm-hmm. in the story, is there's someone in power, and they're the worst. I mean, you see it with Morgan, you see it with Buggy, who is also, like, a terrible leader who's totally cool with killing his men if they piss him off. And then many in the future that we will... And then many in the future that you will see. Yeah, it's just something that... It's something that Oda likes to talk about a lot in One Piece of... That's something that defines a lot of his villains is, uh, like, abuse of power and, like, disregard of your underlings' lives. Like, not appreciate. Mm. Yeah. So another thing they talk about a lot that I think is interesting about the series... um, But the first mate is, like, he's talking about... Things, things that are important for pirate to do, uh, pillaging, hostage taking, heavy drinking, and swimming. Um, the pillaging thing, I mean, that's kind of what defines piracy, right? Is the idea that you are a criminal on the high seas, and you go loot ships and whatnot, and you go pillage villages, and you steal and you kill. Um, but Luffy doesn't really, he doesn't really seem interested in any of that, but he no. still wants to be a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> like, at no point, okay, this isn't really a spoiler, but it's just kind of like a no duh of the series. At no point in the series is, is Luffy like, oh, cool, another ship. I'm just going to go, let's, let's go over there and just steal all their stuff. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this... what, what exactly, what exactly is piratey about your motivation, son? Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, pirates sure as hell are afraid of Zoro. <laughs> what what was he doing? Oh my god. Okay, there's a point in the series that we're going to get to where I'm just going to go off about Zoro for a specific reason. And I can't wait to get to that point because I really want to go off about oh it. Oh my goodness. But, but yes, okay. At this uh, point, dis- like... Disclaimer, disclaimer, uh, Zoro's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Zoro's, Zoro's absolutely my favorite character. And it sucks because he's like the generic cool cool fighter guy. He's not silly like uh like Luffy. But he's At least... silly in his own but he is ways. <laughs> he is okay, still actually, absolutely a silly, silly thing. That's an that's another thing that I wrote down, uh, encircled and starred, because I wanted to talk about it. Is um when you're introduced to Zoro, like the first when I first read this when I was like a kid I actually didn't it didn't occur to me that Zoro was going to be a reoccurring character I know he's on the front cover of the (laughs) volume one (laughs) but I didn't make the connection it was the same guy Uh, because he seemed like a really mean he's oh this guy looks mean that that was that's that's 10 year old Jay 
Um, <laughs> uh, but and and they kind of he he kind of gets framed that way where he just seems like a more serious kind of more ser- like sinister character and then even after he agrees to join Luffy he seems like he's going to be kind of the serious one yeah he's kind of he's kind of set up to be like Luffy's uh, straight man yeah uh, or the straight man to Luffy's wise guy uh it's not it's not what happens. <laughs> Zoro is also a fucking idiot. They are both idiots. <laughs> he has no idea how to sail. He just kind of wanders around. He hops on a boat with this kid. <laughs> this other he kid. Hops on, he hops on a boat with this other kid. He's like, yeah, I'll let you be my captain. And they don't know what the hell they're doing. I definitely, like, when, when I was younger reading it, I, like, the scene with him and the kid and, like, he eats, he, he wants to eat the nasty stomped on rice yeah and he wants the message sent to the little girl that it was good it was delicious that yeah. that kicked me in the kicked me in the heart of like oh i love this guy he's a good guy <laughs> it's funny because oda kind of switches back and forth between zoro being like the epitome of masculinity where there's like no sentimentality or compassion but then he has these moments where he legitimately, specifically with children, where he legitimately has like compassion or page- patience with children. But I think that's, I think that's like such a good uh, indicator of Oda's, like how good Oda is at characterization. Mm-hmm. You get a unique package with every single character. Every single character is like they fit into this world really well, and even. Even if they're tropey, they're not. They are tropey in a very special, unique way, mm-hmm. and I love it. Um, I like how Nami is like the first capable, intelligent person. <laughs> She's that... also the first like normal human being. Normal human freaking being. <laughs> Even the mayor wasn't. He was kind of a little weird. Oh, we have to talk about the mayor at some point. I have a whole tirade to go on about that weird subplot in the wait the doodle the doodle with the dog. Yeah, doodle. The, um, the dude with the poodle hair who looks like a yeah. Who looks like oh my god. Um. Uh. What a like picture perfect portrait of like Oda's style of creating characters. Like he draws some weird characters. Like oh, that looks like kind of like a poodle. Name a mayor doodle. Yeah, okay. no, like he does things like so unapologetically. Like there was that note where it was like Captain Morgan, where it was talking about like his first design was gonna be like Helmeppo's, but they yeah. like were told him like editorial was just like that's not cool. Like you need to do <laughs> something cool cooler. Enough. And like what? How how many things are like him just like pulling back? <laughs> Like, what is him just, like, completely off the rails? Like, yeah. Oh, God, we were going to talk about Nami, though. Yeah, we were. We got distracted. (laughs) Okay, yeah, no, I I love the fact that Nami... So, Nami, I I talked earlier about uh, Zoro not being Luffy's straight man. Nami is the straight man. Nami is the straight man. (laughs) Yeah. With the two idiots. (laughs) With the two idiots. And she has to put up with them for a while. (laughs) It's already setting into this pattern of Luffy picking up people who either A, don't want to be a pirate and do not like pirates, or B, don't mind pirates but are, like, not pirates at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nami specifically. <laughs> okay, no, let's go through this. So, uh, we hear about Zoro before Luffy is even in the picture. Like, we, we find out about Zoro 
from Elvita, she mentions him. In and fear. Out of, in fear. Complete and the pirates terror. legitimately, and the, yeah, the pirates are legitimately scared of, of, of his name. And Kobe is freaking terrified. Like, they, they frame him like he's some kind of mass murderer. And everyone's legitimately scared of him. And, and they call him the demon pirate hunter Zorro. And Luffy's immediately like, yeah, sounds cool to me. <laughs> he sounds like he'd make a great pirate. <laughs> then we meet Nami. She she describes herself as a pirate robber. She says very clearly, I hate pirates. And Luffy's like, yeah, no, she's our navigator now. Yeah, yeah. I want I want her to be our navigator. Heck, he even like when they when they meet Gaiman, uh, they meet they the reason that they go to Gaiman's island is specifically because Luffy's like maybe there's someone there I can recruit <laughs> on this on you know on this desert island, and then he does he tries to recruit Gaiman. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, all right, wait a minute, I want to go back to talk about Chow Chow for a bit. Because Chow so Chow. when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it's really it's his story's really cute. It's it's really cute and touching, of course. But also, this pirate story just kind of stops for a little bit to tell us a story about a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good story about a oh, dog a, and his treasure. And yeah, don't get me wrong; it fits really well into the theme of the arc. But I just think it's really fun. Like as a kid, I I didn't bat an eye because again, it like. It hits all the story beats. Like, we're introduced to the idea in the beginning of Luffy, like, setting up this hat as my treasure. And then we're introduced to another character who endears himself to Luffy because we find out that the pet store is Chow Chow's tre- this dog's treasure. <laughs> um, and then we get it finalized with uh, Buggy being like, no, treasure is only gold. Ah, I am the villain. And so I, I think differently than the hero. Like, very typical story stuff. But at the same, like, but now, as an adult reading through this, it's like, this story just kind of stopped for a little bit to Yeah, this- yeah, it does. It's, it's like, the story, like, is introduced, but there's the dog, and then it's just like, eh, there's other things going on. Uh, oh, yeah, the dog, by the way. <laughs> Let me tell you this story that is weirdly similar to that one sad episode of Futurama, <laughs> where, <laughs> where this dog is forever waiting outside of his house because his owner died. I just think it's so funny that like, it's the first volume. Oda's just getting his pirate manga started. And, uh, his, it's like, Oh, what am I going to write for this little arc of this story? I guess I'll write a sad story about a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but like also Buggy is a pretty cool villain. Like right out, boom, like that being the first like real, real villain. He's fun. As, as a kid, I loved Buggy. Not because I thought he was... I hated Buggy because he was a bad guy. But I also loved Buggy because of what a cool concept. Like, again, Oda just setting his world up. Yeah, and, like, you can, like, really... Like, I mean, Oda has fun with stuff. Like, everything. But, like, you can tell he has so much fun with Buggy. Because he, he gets so to go off Buggy. the freaking wall. Like, he just goes crazy with him. One thing I especially really love is the way that he draws his face. Is like he, oh, absolutely. Like his expressions. Like he, he pushes expressions on everyone, but I feel like he yeah. especially does it with Buggy. And like the his like, you know, since he has like black lips for the clown makeup, 
and in the inks, like it, he does really cool, like especially yeah. with the mouth, and I love yeah. it. He's <laughs> the squash and stretch, especially like sideways. He does it a lot sideways. Oh god, absolutely. There's a um, there's a question corner that gets asked at some point where someone asked Oda Sensei, "Why do you always draw a uh, buggy with his mouth open? Can you can we see what he looks like with his mouth closed?" And Oda tries to draw it, and then he immediately draws another picture of of. Buggy just laughing with his mouth <laughs> wide open. He's like, "Nah, it doesn't look right." <laughs> nah, this ain't right. Yeah, <laughs> I I feel like the the first time I read this, like he he's so like extreme that I was just he's like, so "Oh, cartoony. whoa, this guy's like kind of crazy." Like, I don't. This is this a true villain right here? But yeah. like rereading it again, like he's like he's so neat. Like I like him a lot more now. What I what I absolutely love about him is his dedication and his crew's dedication to the theme, mm-hmm. to his theme <laughs> of, no, we're, a, in fact, I think his ship's called the Big Top. Like, <laughs> his first, his, his first mate is an animal tamer, his second mate is an acrobat, and then, like, all of the background people are all, like, crazy circus people. Yeah. But, and also, like, the, the backstory with Shanks. I don't know why, like, I don't remember that story at all, but that was kind of cool. Like, the oh, yeah. Shanks being kind of, you know, like, the cool chill dude, and Buggy definitely not being the cool being chill that. dude. <laughs> <laughs> being the, the, the angry teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> since we're talking about Buggy and, and his crew, uh, can we talk about Zoro injuring himself on purpose? Oh my god, Zoro! He had already passed out earlier that day from blood loss. Actually, no, I want to talk about when he gets injured, because when I was a kid, and to this day, I feel like that moment where he escapes with Luffy in the cage, uh... Ooh! Like, that is... That is, like, the defining Zoro moment for me. Like, that's the moment where his character gets defined, and it stays consistent with that that page where, where it's he's like he's gonna spill his guts his out did they even say that you're like you're gonna spill your guts out Hit him and then he yells uh i do things my own way so don't give me any lip about it yeah. like that's that's his character in a nutshell that that's is him very much zoro oh my god <laughs> the defeat of buggy but the down this this fight this final fight with this incredibly threatening foe is like he gets kicked in the dick. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Hey Luffy, about fighting dirty, the thing you were complaining about like a few <laughs> chapters ago. No, and then Nami ties up his parts. And then he like this little buggy gets punted. <laughs> and that is the defeat of Buggy. That is the battle in a nutshell. Yeah, he's like the first real kind of threat we run into because his, like, defeating him, not because he's super tough, but because defeating him sort of becomes like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for And I sure. feel like this is, it's such a satisfying solution to the defeat. They don't just, he, Luffy doesn't just punch him until he stops moving. Yeah, it's, a, it's uh, like, it's not a straightforward battle. And it yeah. goes, like, it, the way it plays out is so weird. It's so, it's so silly and weird and perfect. And yeah. it, it fits everything that has happened so far so well. Again... It's just what makes this series so much fun is it's so consistently silly. Oh, you know, wait. We're talking about Usopp next time, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't talked about Usopp at all. Uh, What do you want to say about Usopp, Jamie? (laughs) 
What's up? He's got 80 million men. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the things that I always thought about Usopp is he's supposed to be a very good liar, but he's not a very good liar. <laughs> but I one of the things I do like about uh, Usopp is that he's introduced and up to this point, Luffy has been very interested in finding crew to the point where he's willing to go to a deserted island and try to recruit a man stuck in a treasure chest. Um, but... Usopp finds out they're pirates and that he's looking to expand his crew and Usopp immediately is like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll be your captain. Yes. <laughs> I'll join your pirate crew. I'll, I'll go off to sea with you. And all three of them at the same time are like, no, pass. <laughs> not this pass, hard pass, hard not pass. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so while flipping through this, uh, I found the part where, um, Luffy's, Luffy's talking to Usopp about, uh, I found the part where. Luffy meets up with Usopp after he has the fight with uh, Clawhador slash Kuro. And uh, when Usopp is like, I don't like that guy talking bad about my father. Luffy, Luffy crosses his arm like a child. He's like, yeah, I don't like that guy either. <laughs> and, and I think it goes back to the whole, like, Luffy as the true free spirit as, like, anti-authoritarian guy where this butler shows up and is like, no, rules, rules, rules. And Luffy's like, nah, I don't like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we'll find out a lot more about Usopp and why he is a cool boy um, in the next episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, this but- ends off with his his lady friend being threatened and yes, <laughs> Luffy in this ne- very, very necessary to be discreet moment just stands up and yells at them, don't kill Kaya. Don't kill Kaya. And, and that okay. is our end. Let me let me let me insert an idea here that is going to come up a lot in the upcoming volumes. Is is Luffy an idiot like an actual moron? Is he actually stupid? Cuz I've had I've had conversations with people before about this. Is Luffy actually stupid? Is he like Goku? Oh. Or is 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 he just kind of so much of a free spirit that I think he's he just care? so much of a free spirit he doesn't care. He has no filter, no restraint. He has no restraint. And that that's got to be it. But there's just moments where it's like, wow, that was a legitimately dumb thing that Luffy just did and or said. But there are also moments that it's like is Luffy actually really clever? Yeah. <laughs> is Luffy actually very intelligent? And he I mean, I wouldn't of... go as far as saying very intelligent, but he's <laughs> he may not be as dumb as he seems. Like, I I think a, like like I think a lot of it is his free spirit, his determination, his just doesn't care. He doesn't care. Yeah. And yeah. um, just it, it maybe even cockiness too, like. If we were to use classic D&D alignments, I think Luffy might be the most chaotic good a character could possibly be. Mm-hmm. I I don't think you can get more chaotic. Like, examples of chaotic good are usually, uh, like, Han Solo or Robin Hood. I think Luffy is as far along that those two axes as you can possibly get. <laughs> because that is absolutely his deal. <laughs> I've also seen discussions about... What do, does Luffy intentionally do good though? It's a yeah, that's a good question. 
There's there's definitely some moments. What are his there's definitely motivations? some points. Yeah, well, yeah. Whatever his motivations. Like, does, I mean, does he he doesn't necessarily go out of his way to help people. He does. I would say he does go out of his way to like. He, he does. Didn't have yeah. To... I mean, like the with the Chow Chow in. Oh, the mayor. Yeah. He he didn't have to save the town. Oh man. I, okay. I... Chaotic good. Chaotic good. Luffy left that money for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's a perfect example. He didn't have Luffy to do that. But he's like, well, I need the money, money so. <laughs> All right. So that was that's that's our discussion this time. <laughs> uh, we we talked about pirates. Feelings. We got to talk about pirates. You know that thing that I didn't mention in the first episode. <laughs> mm, I want the entire episode explaining what one piece is without mentioning pirates once we even make all the nautical references i hope no one who listened to that isn't familiar with what one piece is about <laughs> whoops also this is our first episode and we're probably gonna you know get this flowing a little better as things go on too so yeah we might be playing a little bit with the format um and we might be uh we might be changing things up a bit we're uh, getting comfy on... we're getting comfy we're, we're getting comfy maybe next time i won't ramble for 15 minutes about what happened in the last three volumes <laughs> but maybe some of you like that i have no idea yeah <laughs> but since we are a book club i i guess we might as well give the assignments for next week yeah next due date is monday october 29th and we will be reading volumes four through six and Monday, October 29th will also be the date of our next episode. Woo We'll be back. Uh, so join us then. Yeah. If you're interested in keeping up with us, you can check us out on Twitter at Straw Hat Voyage. And join our Discord. Uh, whether you're reading along or just a fan of the show, you can find the link to the Discord on our Twitter page. Um, and before we go, uh, the intro and outro of our podcast is One Piece Opening 20 Hope. A remix by Andrezo Works and Akano. Uh, you can check out more of their amazing anime covers and remixes on YouTube and find a link to download the song in our podcast description. Yeah. Uh, and with that, we'll be shoving off. Hey, another nautical reference. Hey! hey. <laughs> Thanks for listening! Thank you for listening! Bye! Bye. Bye.